Ladies and gentlemen, Wanda Sykes. about this got my my special got my got a show coming out my own sitcom coming out and uh you know i'm really excited about it because it's it's a it's an idea that i came up with you know and before you get to do a show that you want to do you got to listen to all they bad ideas <laughs> and they had a lot of bad ideas you know my agent would call me and she's like uh wanda you don't even want to hear this i was like no tell me what is it she's like all right they want you to play a maid. And you win the lottery. But you love working for this family so much. You continue to be their maid. I said, set it up. I want to meet these people so I can slap that dumbass idea right out their head. want to work for you like that. That's ridiculous. I'm going to tell you right now, if somebody walked in here and told me I just won the lottery, I would walk out in the middle of this joke. <laughs> I flew in here from, uh, from L.A., right? Awesome, man. And that random screening that they say they do at the airport, there's nothing random about the random screening at all. I know every time I fly, I get checked twice. They stop me at security, and then they get me again at the gate. The last time was so bad, they actually made me go through the machine with the luggage. I'm like, man, what in the... This is ridiculous. This cannot be healthy. I'm being all irradiated. What the hell is this? There is nothing random about it. And then you get to the gate and they standing there with a Sherwin Williams paint chart. If your ass is darker than khaki, you getting searched. <laughs> I've been searched so much, I said to hell with luggage. Now I just put all my stuff on a hanger. This is all I got, y'all. That's it, y'all see? Two, three pair of drawers, that's it, that's it. Also, the people who doing the searching, they sound like they just got into the country four days ago. Okay, okay, my friend, okay. I, I need, what I need, I think, no, no, no. I need to see your ID. <laughs> Where the hell are you from? So the thing is now, everybody wants to know, what did the president know before 9-11? What did Bush know before 9-11? What he, did he know? And I'm like, he didn't know a damn thing. Remember, he didn't get smart until after 9-11. You can't hold him responsible for stuff that was going on back then. He wasn't paying attention. You know, during the briefings, he was probably 
doing a song. You know, do 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 You want to listen up, Mr. President? Mm, I'm busy. I'll go ahead. I want to finish this one. I think it might make the fridge. Hey, look, Dick, I stayed in the lines this time. <laughs> President needs a new laugh. <laughs> President shouldn't laugh like a villain. The man laughed like he just tied somebody to the railroad tracks. What the hell? <laughs> But you gotta get behind him. That's our president, you know. Gotta support him. That's right, you know. And we do, we do. The man has a 70% approval rating, you know, which makes sense to me, because he's pretty much done everything I expected him to do. The economy's in the toilet, we're at war, and everything's on fire. Like, nobody ever wants to admit when they, make, when they made a mistake, right? Nobody wants to admit it. You know, you look at the FBI, CIA, NSA, they messed up. But instead of admitting it, they go, well, you know, there's nowhere in the world we could have imagined 9-11 happening. Nowhere in the world. You know, then later on, we find out all these damn memos came out. You know, highly trained FBI agent wrote the memo. I think this dude wants to fly a plane into the World Trade Center. Well, they're like, well, there's nowhere in the world we could have predicted that. Yeah, I can understand if Miss Cleo wrote the memo. <laughs> you know, so now they want us to feel safe. So how they do that? By scaring us to death. Every time we turn around, they telling us, something gonna happen. Something gonna happen. They can't even turn on the TV without hearing a warning. Something gonna happen. And they always do it on a Friday around five o'clock. <laughs> to mess up your weekend. You know, why don't they do it on a Sunday night? Tell everybody to take the day off Monday or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I ain't coming in today. No, man, something gonna happen. <laughs> well, that's what Dick Cheney said. <laughs> Dick Cheney, man, he's on a damn scare tour. You can't turn the TV on that man scaring the hell out of you. And I love watching those political shows, right? So Sunday morning, I'm watching my favorite show, watching Face the Nation, there's Dick Cheney on there. That was like watching Creature Feature, man. <laughs> Dick Cheney like, oh, uh, yes, you know, another domestic attack, it will happen. It's gonna happen anytime. It could happen now. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. My cereal went flying up in the air. I got Fruit Loops all on my wall. She does the same thing. That woman scared you to death. You know what I'm saying? Whenever she talks to the press, she's up there. Today the president met with, did y'all hear something? <laughs> Condoleezza Rice, national security advisor. I knew that was a problem right there. Come on now, you know a black woman can't keep no secrets. <laughs> she probably had the beauty parlor just telling all our business. Look, I can't be in here all day. We bombing Iraq at two. 
me a quick pedicure. I want to look cute. We put our foot up Saddam's ass. That's... Our air quality's all messed up now. Knew that was coming. They when they lowered the emission standards. They knew that was gonna happen when he appointed Christine Whitman head of the EPA. Yeah. The governor of New Jersey is head of the Environmental Protection Agency. Do you know how dirty New Jersey is? I'm sorry, you drive through New Jersey, you're gonna get a lump on your breast. <laughs> Better get a mammogram at the toll. <laughs> uh, that'd be 240 and put your titty up here. <laughs> okay, you all right, go ahead. their mistakes, man. Oh, boy. Then we find all these, all these Enron guys, all these, these CEOs robbing everybody blind, man. I tell you, you know, that stock market, boy. That's why I got out. I got out the market. I called my broker. I was like, hey, put all my money in weed. <laughs> Price of weed never goes down. That's a real blue chip right there. people, boy. You know, yeah, right? I hope they get a lot of jail time. Because what happens when they get in court, either they plead the fifth or they go, I don't recall. <laughs> and that's acceptable. They get away with that. I mean, no, that's, that shouldn't be acceptable. You know, you ask any woman in here, your man comes home and you've been like, hey, you been cheating on me? And he goes, I don't recall. <laughs> you know, and then confers with his buddy. One moment. No comment. <laughs> you gonna whip his ass till he gets his memory back. Put up with that. Well, these CEOs, man, they ruthless, boy. They, they affected like millions of lives. They had people out there thought they was gonna be able to retire in four years, and then they gotta work 40 more years. You know, then you got people who were retired and they gotta get back into the workforce. You know, and we all gonna feel it. We all gonna feel, you're gonna be out there, rush hour traffic, some 80 year old dude in the carpool lane just messing traffic up. <laughs> you bastards! But <laughs> these CEOs, man, they, I mean, you be, you, you that ruthless, you a scary dude, man. I tell you now, shoot, I walk past a little gangbanger, I don't even blink. But if I see a white dude with a Wall Street Journal, I haul ass. <laughs> shoot, before I walk past the Arthur Anderson building, I cut through the projects. <laughs> cut through the projects, you might just lose what you have on you that day. 
ain't never been mugged of my future. Martha Stewart, now she's in trouble with the stock market, insider trading. You know, which I think is unfair, because you know what? She's rich. Rich people, they talk to other rich people, and they talk about rich stuff. You know, plus, we all do insider trading. We all are guilty of it. Broke people do it, too, just on a different level. I have cousins who work at Walmart. They always calling me. Girl, don't buy that today. Mm-mm. No, it's going on sale tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two for one, two for one. Mm-hmm. It's gonna split, it's gonna split, yeah. <laughs> Catholic Church, they in trouble. Disappointed. I thought the Pope was gonna come out and just put his foot down, you know, just lay the law down, just get in their ass, you know. I thought the Pope would just step out there and be like, Look, you motherfuckers gotta cut this shit out, all right? Y'all some dirty bastards. I'm sick of you motherfuckers. If y'all do keep up, keep this shit up, you're gonna bust hell wide open. I'm sick of you motherfuckers. I'm, that's it right now, you bitch. <laughs> And he should use those exact words. Because when you do something that wrong, the Pope should be allowed to cuss you the fuck out. <laughs> but instead, the Pope did, you know, Pope ain't really say too much. You know, he kind of touched on it. But then again, you know, Pope getting kind of old. <laughs> All right, who we fooling? The Pope is old, y'all. The Pope is old. <laughs> It's time to start thinking about putting the Pope in the old Pope's home. I'm sorry. The Pope... And then the man, he can't even stand up straight. The Pope all doubled over. And then they put that big old heavy hat on his head and all those heavy robes and stuff. Lighten the man's load up. Give him a little Burger King cap or something. Help him out. shorts or something, you know? Give some house shoes or something. Help the man out. And now the Pope, now the Pope got a hunchback. When the Pope get a hunchback? Now he got a hunchback. You see the big hunch on his back now. That's probably where he stores all the confessions that he hears from the priest. <laughs> you, uh-huh, you did what? You, oh, Lord, oh. Oh, please shut up. I've been, uh, been out in L.A. a lot, you know. L.A. is nothing but a bunch of driving. And I hate all that damn driving, because it interferes with my drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I love me some New York, boy. We get towed up in New York. <laughs> you know, New York, 
we have all those beautiful, lovely calves and stuff. Oh, I love that, man. Tell you, $5 in your pocket, pin your address to your collar. Woo! You get home. Man, you can just, all you do is to get that cab, man. I know here in New York, I'm at the bar drinking, bartender comes over. Uh, can I get you another one? Oh, hold on, let me see. Oh, yeah, I can have about two more. Because <laughs> in New York, that's all you have to be able to do. Just wander your ass to that curb and... drinking it, you know, you, you got to drive. You try to be responsible, right? You do. You have good intentions. You tell yourself, you say, okay, I'm, I'm driving tonight. I'm going to have two drinks. That's it. That's what you say. <laughs> but when you get with your friends, that goes right out the window, right? Because your friends, they want you to act the ass too. <laughs> right? You want everybody drunk, right? You don't want somebody sober recalling the events the next day. <laughs> you don't want to hear that. You know, girl, you peed on yourself. What? <laughs> Make me sick. I hate hanging out with your sober ass. You want everybody drunk. That's why no matter what you do, if you go, nah, nah, two drinks, man, I'm, I'm done. You always get the one friend and go, no, 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 come on, man. Have another drink. You be alright. I'll follow you home. And we all fall for that for some reason, right? I never understood the logic behind that exactly. It's like, okay, I'm going to get my drunk ass in my car, and you're going to get your drunk ass in your car, and we're going to have this drunk caravan just fly down the highway. How does having a drunk behind you improve your driving? <laughs> Only thing that's good for, like, so when you crash, your drunk friend will be there to tell the cops what happened. That's all. You're like, ooh, officer. I saw the whole thing. It was tragic. Okay, this is what happened, right? Can you get the light out, my officer? Well, okay. This is what happened. Now, you see how the road go like this? Well, she went like that. <laughs> I was following her until she hit that tree. <laughs> and then I said, well, maybe she live in the woods. <laughs> 
Maybe she got a tree house. <laughs> oh, okay. I was in Florida last week. A uh, lot of strip clubs in Florida. Good grief. Everyone they closed in New York, they moved to Florida. I mean, Florida got so many strip clubs. I mean, they need to change their state flag to just a brass pole. You know, <laughs> Florida. I went to this one strip club, you know, with the guys after the show, we went to this club. And we get to the strip club and they actually tried to charge me a cover. Can you believe that? Want me to pay? I was like, pay? Oh, you got your damn mind? I was like, come on, man, I brought my own titties. <laughs> you expect me to pay to see titties? Shoot. I can see titties for free all day if I want to. Yeah, I can even play with them. Can you do that now? I ain't think so. Oh, come on, BYOT, man. Hmm. <laughs> well, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Once I got inside and saw those triple G's and stuff, I went back and paid. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, I get it now. I see. Yeah, these are professional titties in here. Oh, good Lord, no, my titties couldn't do that. No. Yeah, I guess if your titty's bigger than your head, then yeah. You should be able to pay some bills with that. There's <laughs> one, one club I went to, man. That, that was the end of it for me. We went to this one strip club, man. It was like the lowest, the most nastiest, I mean, just raw, naked ass. I mean, it, you know, there's no DJ, no liquor license. And the girls, they didn't even bother dancing. They just stood up there. Look at it! <laughs> Is this what you want, huh? Look at it! <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I got to get up out of here. I'm trying to sneak out. <laughs> yeah. But the guys, they were just sitting there looking at it. They... And that's what, you know, and it's not like they were like weird looking freaky guys. They were just a regular average looking guy, but they just needed to look at it, you know. And that's when I had a whole new respect for men. I was like, boy, cause that must be really hard being a man. You know, had that thing up in your head, messing with you all the time. You know, how do you get any work done? How, how do y'all hold down jobs, man? You know, you at work minding your business and all of a sudden that thing just kicks in. Let's go look at it. <laughs> Come on, man, when's the last time we seen it? Let's go look at it. <laughs> I'm glad women don't have any additional thoughts like that, because we, we don't have any room for them. We don't have any room for additional thoughts. That's all, cause all, that's all women do is think. We are thinkers. Think all the time, right? Can't stop thinking. Can't stop thinking. Ladies, have you ever remember the time when you had a moment of silence in your head? <laughs> Doesn't happen, does it? No. Always thinking. 
Sometimes you can't even sleep because you won't shut the hell up. <laughs> you in the bed and your mind is just racing about nothing. Just, mm, I need to talk to her tomorrow because I ain't like the way she spoke to me today. And I'm not going to have this uncomfortable thing going on between us. Did I lock the door? I should have bought those shoes. Where's my high school yearbook? Ooh, what you going to have for lunch tomorrow? Mm, I don't know. Why you think about lunch? You need to have a good breakfast. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start every morning with a good breakfast. Maybe I'll start that low-carb diet. That seems to be working for a lot of people. What was my third-grade English teacher's name? What was her name? Miss Jones, Miss Jenkins. Ooh, it's late. I need to be asleep. What the hell am I doing up? I don't know. Let me think about it. Men. Man, I wish I could think like a guy, because guys, they don't spend all that time thinking. Men, they think about it, thought about it, moving on. That's it. That's why they enjoy sports, because you ain't got to think about it. It's cut and dry. You know, either you got the basket or you didn't. Either you made the touchdown or you didn't. And if there's any question about it, there's a referee right there to sort it all out for me. <laughs> After further review, play stands is called touchdown. Stop thinking. Okay, thank you, man. Thank you. Woo. I ain't want. Okay. Man, I ain't want to do all that thinking. For women, women, we think all the time, talk all the time, but it's so hard for us, for us to articulate exactly what we want, what we mean, how, what we, how we feel. You know, hard for us to be direct because if we do, we run the risk of being called a bitch. Right? So we gotta be a little tricky. <laughs> gotta be a little slick, right? Instead of coming out and just telling you something or asking you something, we'd rather give you a test. <laughs> oh, we some testing people, aren't we? <laughs> Boy, SATs ain't got nothing on us. <laughs> oh, women give you tests, boy. Hey, right, fellas, do you know that we fail you at tests? that you don't even know you're taking? <laughs> Failing miserably, getting a big F, and you don't even know the test is in progress. <laughs> How unfair is that? It's everyday simple stuff, too. Okay, here's the situation. Guys, say you get home first, right? There's a few dishes in the sink. Yeah, you don't even bother washing the dishes. You chill reading the paper, whatever. She comes home, sees the dishes, sees you chilling. She ain't gonna say anything, but it gets downloaded. <laughs> All right? She gonna create a little folder. It's gonna be a little icon with your face on it. <laughs> and it's gonna say dishes. And she, boop, right up there. Three more days and that same mess goes on. She comes home, sees you chilling. She ain't gonna say anything. That fourth day she comes home, sees you chilling. She gonna double click right on your face. Click, click. <laughs> Open up the folder. Let me think about what this man is trying to tell me. What is this man telling me? What is he saying? Is he trying to tell me that I'm the little dishwasher around here? Huh? Is he telling me that washing dishes, that's beneath him? Because you know what? I work hard every day, too, baby. I like to come home to a clean sink and go ahead and start my evening. You know what? I was not put on this earth to wash his dirty dishes. I tell you what, I'm not going to wash another damn dish. Yeah. 
gonna see how long he's gonna let these dishes pile up before he'll wash it. Three weeks goes by. Now she's so pissed she can't even see straight. Cause y'all walking around the house eating off of napkins with toothpicks. Ain't a damn thing clean in the house. And fellas, you don't care. Cause you like, shoot, this how I lived before I met your ass. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> oh, but it doesn't end there, does it? Oh no, uh-uh, you just at the gates of hell right now, fellas. You ain't in the fire yet. No, because we're women. Something that we're pissed about in the kitchen is gonna walk its way right down the hallway into your bedroom. And guys, you don't know. You have no idea. So you get in the bed trying to be all intimate, trying to get a little something going, you know, doing your little poking thing there. <laughs> you in there behaving like an A student. No, no, you got a big ass F. You in there poking, and she just, she just snaps on your ass, just. <laughs> and now you in the bed, fellas, with cracked ribs. She done knock your tooth loose. And you like, what the hell is your problem? What's wrong with you? What, 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 what is my problem? What's my problem? You just all Mr. Energy tonight, huh? Oh, you just bubbling with energy. You in here rubbing on me and touching my ass, but you can't wash a goddamn glass? <laughs> Why don't I go sit in the dish rack, see if you notice me then, huh? <laughs> is an institution for raising children. That's about it. I don't see the other perks myself. That's the only reason to get married. Well, unless you're sickly. If you're sickly, then you know. You know, get married, have somebody take care of your sick ass, you know. More than that, it's just for raising kids. Because you know why? That's why I believe. I think when you get married, you're going into business together. You're doing, you're opening a business, right? In all business, you have to have a product. Got to produce something. Why are you in business? See, we were married seven years, no kids. So we went out of business. <laughs> no inventory. I didn't get it. Because to me, it was like this. Okay, I was taking care of myself before I met you. You were taking care of yourself before you met me. Let's just continue down this same path. You know, let's be together separately. That was working for me. But he would come home and just say stuff to me that I just didn't understand. He would walk in the door. Uh, what's for dinner? Mmm, what you cook? I ate already. I...
stuff like that. He actually said this one time. Uh, uh, I I'm all out of clean underwear. Ooh, you need to wash. <laughs> I did my laundry yesterday. I got, a, I got a drawer full of clean panties. Look at this. You welcome to borrow a pair to tide you over if you like. <laughs> Man. You know, and, and I get asked that a lot too. People say, "Well, don't don't you regret not having kids?" And I go, mm, "Not really." <laughs> and then if they keep asking, I don't always say this. Well, you know, maybe one day I'll adopt, but I don't mean that. I don't. <laughs> it's just something I say to make me sound like a nicer person. That's all. <laughs> with kids too I, I don't really think about not having kids because I don't hear the clock ticking to me the clock stopped at 26 <laughs> yeah this whole this whole aging process is messing with me man because I still feel and think the same way I did when I was 26 you know so I feel 26 especially after I have a few drinks oh boy then it really kicks in <laughs> right because boy you have a few drinks boy you feel feel sexy don't you know what I'm saying I knew I was 26 huh? <laughs> I don't know what that lying-ass calendar was talking about. I'm 26, right? Because <laughs> you feel sexy when you drink, don't you? Woo, you feel sexy when you drink. You know, you're drinking, feeling sexy, at the bar talking trash. Then you go to the ladies' room and you check yourself out in the mirror. You're like, God dang. You was a sexy bitch. <laughs> You little sexy. I fuck you. <laughs> Ooh, you hot. <laughs> Feel sexy, man. Me and four of my girlfriends, we went down to South Beach, man, hanging out in Miami on South Beach, drinking, all that little thong bikinis on, letting it all hang out, feeling sexy, feeling 26, until some real 26-year-olds walk by. <laughs> Put that down. me my sarong. I... <laughs> Got windy out here, didn't it? Your little 26-year-old wind just whipped right through here, didn't it? <laughs> See, women love feeling sexy. Women love feeling sexy. Men like having sex. There's a big difference. See, men don't understand the feeling sexy and not having sex. That don't make any sense to them. They're like, okay, wait a minute. Okay, you feel sexy, but you don't want to have sex. <laughs> oh, that's just impossible. I don't, that, that makes absolutely no sense, you know. Because guys, they're like, you can't feel any sexier than when you're having sex. 
That's the epitome of feeling sexy. The guys, guys are like, baby, you just don't know how sexy you look in that doggy position. I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> I've never seen you so sexy. And the way the light from the TV hits the side of your face. <laughs> guys though man because when you just look at the act of sex guys got it made y'all really do look at that every time you have sex man you're gonna complete the act every time look at that for guys sex is like going to a restaurant and no matter what you order off that menu you walk out of there going damn that was good Woo! what in the hell did he oh uh, she put something special on that i could well, my compliments to the chef good lord that was tasty what was, I want to hear three, four times a day. This is the, I love this. See, but women, it don't work like that for us. You know, for women, you know, we go to the restaurant, you know, you order something. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes you got to send it back. Sometimes you might get food poisoning. <laughs> See, but you have those hit and misses. You gonna want to skip a few meals, right? <laughs> oh, I'm not hungry today, no. Uh... <laughs> you know, I was thinking about starting my fast. I think it's a good time. <laughs> or you might go, you know, I think I'm gonna cook for myself today. <laughs> The way I cook, it's always filling. I mean, I, my cooking sticks to your ribs. Just love the way I cook. And you know what? I'm a fast cook. I'm gonna tell you. I can whip them up. Time it takes you to do one meal, I can make three. But guys, every time, man. That is amazing, cause women, we gotta get we gotta get in the middle of it before we figure out if the train's gonna pull into the station or not, right? <laughs> we do, man. And then guys wonder why we fake it. It's called time management. <laughs> Ain't no need to be up all night working on something. I know there's been a derailment down the road. <laughs> to be up all night working on something I know ain't gonna happen. You just cutting into my sleep time now. Shoot, I'm trying to do us both a favor. Every woman has been in that situation, you know. He's working hard trying to make it happen. You already know it ain't gonna happen. And you glance over at the clock, you like, shoot. It's 1.30 in the morning. And I gotta get up at 6. 1.30, 2.30, 3.30, 4.30, 5.30, 6.30. Oh, the hell with this. Oh! 